Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Jamie. And we are Shade Tree Chef. Chef. All right, we're trying something a little bit new here uh, just due to life and some conflicting schedules with the end of the school year, a lot of graduations, uh, end of school. Uh, So we are doing this remotely. Yep. Uh, I'm doing it from my garage. You're doing it from your uh, second floor in your house, right? Yes, I I had to steal a bedroom that I thought would be quietest. So it is the the eldest child who is not here. And... um, it's not all that bad. I I think I could I might have to kick him out and turn this into my podcast studio. Which you said he uh just graduated, so I mean Yeah, maybe. it's about time he maybe maybe we give him that boot in the butt and, and tell him good luck. New podcast studio. New I like podcast it. studio. So someone's gotta move out, right? If it's the <laughs> wife and the children, uh one of the children, uh myself, although I really don't want to do that because I kind of like where I live. I'm sorry. Well, let's, I, let's, I don't mean that. Let's focus on one thing at a time here. Eh? All right. You're right. All right. So today uh, today yeah. we've decided that we're, we're going to talk about more about um, challenges we have, right, when we grill uh, or, or potential mishaps that, that we can have, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there are plenty of them. Yeah. So let's start out with... Um, uh, probably the biggest factor we deal with, which would be weather. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, us being in the Midwest, we see, we have every season here. You know, we have the extreme heat, extreme cold, wind, rain, snow, um, you name it. Right. And, and for those who, who aren't from Wisconsin here, as we are, I mean, we can have, we can easily have, you know, sub-zero temperatures and hit 100 degrees. So within six months we can have uh, over 100 degrees difference in temperature. And the best part of, I'd say, our state and from what I hear from other Midwestern states is, uh, and even out east, but uh, like one day, let's say it's 60 degrees, and the next day uh, it's 43 and and it's raining out. So you never know what you're going to have from one day to the next or even uh, from the morning to the afternoon. Well, so. and, and I'm going to go opposite. I think you said that backwards because I enjoy when the f- one day is in the 50s and then we get that 75 degree day. And, and but I, but I still have that difference from you. I mean, you're what is it uh, driving wise with the roads about uh, seven eight miles away from my house, and we'll deal with a good 10 degrees difference just because I'm that much closer to Lake Michigan. Yeah, I think it's around probably around 10 10 12 miles, but still, it's it's a we're, it's far enough away from Lake Michigan itself to have a pretty big impact. But yet you, you, yet you, I've, I've lived here for, I mean, even my, my, my first house was pretty close to the lake, not quite as close. You still come to my house and don't prepare for it by bringing like a, a sweatshirt or something. <laughs> and I should know better, shame, but you know, shame li- on you. living in Wisconsin, I'm just, uh, I toughen up and I just, uh, I'll cry to myself. All right, so uh, you know, seeing we we talked about Wisconsin Midwestern weather, these extreme uh, climate changes. I say we start out with the extreme cold. So, Jamie, what is it that we have to deal with? Well, yeah, for sure, with with extreme cold, which Wisconsin has a nice long winter, which starts usually uh, mid October, late October, and sometimes doesn't end until late April. So we're talking months. Right. But, I mean, I mean, the, would you say I'd say January, February, probably being the worst of it. But uh, yeah, October can get 
uh, we can get in the freezing. All you're right. We, I mean, we've had snow in May. Yeah, and I know it can always get worse. Uh, worse. So I'm not gonna keep keep crying about it. We're gonna add that but to the I will dictionary. Start talking... The worst. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So. We got some topics here. So cold, um, obviously one of the biggest factors is, in my opinion, is um, you're going to want to add time to most of your cooks, except for like quick cooks like burgers and, and brats and things like that. Right. Uh, with but, that, I, I would say, you know, if it's a quicker cook, um, it'd be more of a fuel thing, right? Because we're, we're not going to be able to get, right? A lot of times we count on our grill and, and, and the grill itself to hold that heat in when, when you have such an extreme temperature, uh, on the outside, that's the ambient air temperature it's to be much tougher for us to heat up our grill. I mean, maybe a Kamado Joe or, or, or that style of ceramic, uh, it'll still yeah, take like the, longer, but. Yeah. The double insulated ones are the, like the, the nicer grills definitely hold the heat better than the cheaper ones that we have. So, I mean, Bravo, maybe we should probably upgrade, but. Yeah, so I, I, either way, I think even with a longer cook, um, a shorter cook or longer cook, I think we're going to have to add more fuel to it, right? Because it's tough to, if you only add so much coal or, or fuel to your fire, it can only get so hot, right? You can always quash that by closing your vents, where if you don't put enough, what do you, then you go to exactly what you were saying, um, more time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to preface actually, uh, well, kind of try to preface most of our conversation today is going to be about charcoal based grilling. We'll throw in some things about um, like gas grills because we've both have had gas grills in the past. Yeah. yeah. Most of what we're going to talk about today is going to be uh, uh, tips and what we face when we're using charcoal. And I I mean, I I would guess, um, you know, electric grill, um, I'm sorry, like an electric smoker or even a, um, pellet smoker would still go through some more fuel, although uh, you have a computer in there trying to, to assist with it. Uh, gas grill, yeah. definitely, because most gas grills, you can just see through the grates. So uh, right. same thing, you're going to have to turn those burners up a little bit more. Yeah, and, and with pellet, I, I assume with pellet grills, you'll it'll work its butt off to maintain that temperature with the fan that it's got. You, you know, I, I, so. I know we didn't talk about this kind of when we were preparing for this, but we, we did have a good conversation with a uh, neighbor of yours who does have a uh, pellet grill. And so much to my amazement, it always uses pellets. As much as you can control the temp and everything, I thought maybe it's just electric and it uses the pellets for smoke flavor. Uh, it is always burning pellets. So no matter what, you can't say, hey, you know what, I, I don't want any smoke flavor. I just want to get the temperature up to 450 degrees and grill some steaks. You still need pellets in there because that is actually your fuel source. Just uses fans and whatnot to uh, obtain temperature. Well, now you know. Now you know. I, I meant to bring that up actually probably right after we had that conversation with them and then it just got lost. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I'd say an, another thing, right? Extreme cold, uh, you know, let's not forget about self-care, right? Make sure you dress for it. If you got to attend to it, uh, and so, some, some topics we're going to get into, 
Uh, further, it's going to go in some different weather conditions that will also f- factor into whichever uh, wh- whichever one we're talking about, extreme cold, heat, uh, wind. Uh, and I'd probably recommend uh, switching to a hard liquor, right? Uh, you get a little warmer, yeah. a little quicker. Beer for the summer, well, beer whenever, but uh, booze for the winter when, you know, temperatures are dropping switch to booze keep you warm i don't know maybe it's just a myth you know the other thing right we get out of work um i mean typically here at least where we live in the milwaukee area of wisconsin um we'll, we'll deal with sunsets around what 4 four thirty p.m yeah it's always fun in the winter time you know like you, you plan on grilling the Maybe you'll have like a, a weird warm snap in the middle of winter it's on January. Let's say it's in the 40s and you're like, all right, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get out of work. I'm going to go home and I'm going to grill something. It's going to be a good day. And uh, <laughs> you always forget, you know, you get out of work and it's 4, 4.30, whatever. You get home, 4.30, 5 o'clock and it's already dark it's out. Already so you get what up, do you do? You get up to go to work and it's dark. You're at work, it gets light, you get you leave to go to work and it's dark. Right. That that yep. brings uh the next thing is lighting, right? Uh yep. make sure you sure you have a good I don't know the answer to the great light on that though. I, I've had like a, a Ryobi style uh, LED light and I, I at one point I had a gazebo, metal gazebo, I'd hang it off it. But that still uh can be deceiving because that light isn't natural so when you, you even if you cut into a, a piece of meat you know if you're doing a quick cook it can be um deceiving by look uh but there again at that point i really wasn't utilizing the instant read thermometer mm. i've picked up uh, i told you about this already but i picked up um, a couple it was like a two-pack of rechargeable headlamps little led headlamps which work out really awesome for me yeah, I, I, um, as long as I remember to keep them charged, obviously, you know, I just put that on and I'm like, you know what, you want to make your trips outside to check your food, you know, fast because sometimes you do have, you know, like negative temperatures and you don't want to, um, you don't want to get yelled at by the, by the family. Hey, it's cold out, close the door. Or, you know what I mean? And you want right. to get out there, check your food. So you wear your goofy headlamp look like a dork and yeah and i, I pr- and actually for me it's worked out i actually just purchased it wasn't a headlamp but it was a as long as you have like a shirt pocket or, or you could clip it on your on your jacket it's there's a couple different modes on it but one was you know direct kind of facing outward um and that seems to be a decent light so far headlamp a little more control because uh like what i purchased depends on where your pocket is and how you face that where the headlamp is it's a beautiful style light because wherever you look, that's where it's shining. Exactly. Uh, all right. So uh, I say we move on to our, our next um, challenge from weather, wind. Wind. And that's year round. So Year round. Yep. Uh, what would you say the biggest challenge with wind is? I would say temperature swings, right? Because, I mean, it's not often that it's just a solid breeze right it, there it has its lulls it has its uh times where it picks up uh, if we really look at it our our fuel um if we're using charcoal right it needs oxygen to burn we we sit there and hit it with a bunch bunch of oxygen what are we going to do we're going to up our temperature yeah yeah you give it more fuel or you, you give it more air you're going to give it make it burn faster you and, go through more fuel and i i, I really think um 
you know, with a gas grill, though, I, I think it's kind of the opposite, right? Because you've got your propane turned on, it's going, um, it's just going to burn Doesn't at that. I, I think it, it, it can more change that heat because the grate and, and the way those grills sit, like I said, generally you can walk, look right through and see outside. I, I think you actually can yeah. lose some temperature with like a gas Yeah, grill. because it does it does kind of blow some of your flame out and you can see the flame uh wavering through those holes and and there there's a lot of holes in them you know for a reason so it can kind of vent some of those gases or unburned gases i should say uh for safety yeah so i mean i think we um uh, we're gonna we're gonna burn hotter right and it's gonna be a little more uncontrolled a nice calm day generally can set it forget it you know depending on your method um yep but with with a, a decent wind, I think you're gonna have to baby you, you have to babysit a little bit more, right? You have to tend yeah, to for it, sure. uh, a lot more adjusting. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to go out there more often, and because you're gonna get your temp swings, it's gonna go high, or or it'll go so high and you lose track of time, and it'll burn uh, burn through your coal faster, and before you know it, what you had set up, you you know you lost your coal, and now you're you're losing temperature. Right. It, it, the, the only thing I can think of is like a charcoal grill is trying to close that bottom, that bottom vent as much as possible. Um, right. and still, still maintain that temp and really use that upper, your, your exhaust, um, yep. to, to control that temperature. Um, yeah. And you can almost open up the, the top vents wide open. And like you said, kind of almost shutter the bottom one or ones. Right, right, and, and I've I've seen it both ways. Some say they leave the bottom wide open. Actually, that's what I do. I, I generally try to use leave the bottom wide open and use the top to um, regulate my temperature. And I see people saying the exact opposite. But uh, right. what what else could we? What what other things can can we do to kind of negate this wind? I mean, if you don't if you don't have a permanent structure set up, you know, you don't have a gazebo, or you don't have like a permanent uh, a, a you know, privacy fence or something like that, that you, that's going to block the wind for you. I think your next best option is to, um, move it out of that direct wind. If, if you can, obviously maybe move it from, from one side of the garage to the other or front yard to backyard. And when he says one side of the garage, the other, he does not mean the inside of your garage. No. Yeah. And (laughs) that's that's the one thing. Yeah. And I was going to talk about that with our next topic, but no matter what you do, you don't want to bring that inside your garage. Even if you have that garage door wide open for a couple of reasons, Um, obviously, besides obvious, you know, you have uh, maybe flare ups and then, you know, you got flame and and, no garage and you have a burnt down garage. So that's actually from anything. That actually might be the best uh, case scenario right, if things go wrong. The other one would be is you just get tired, um, you fall asleep and never wake up. Yeah, carbon right. monoxide. But yeah, it's like when you, anytime you burn a fuel like that, no matter charcoal, gas, whatever you're, you're burning, you're you're displacing oxygen and replacing it with carbon monoxide. And yeah, like you said, you fall asleep and. Uh, we want you to grill more often, right? We want to keep grilling, so don't. And, I mean, don't, I don't want to sound selfish here, and I, I enjoy the listeners, but also yeah. I, I like seeing you guys post and uh, sharing with us uh, what you do grill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if if it's not uh, as easy of just saying, "Hey, I'm going to pick up my grill, move it to the other side of the garage, other side of the house," uh, you know, other thoughts. Hey, do you have um, do you have a, a like? I have. I personally have a little table. 
You know, it's almost like a countertop. Jamie, you have the same one. Move that in the way. Uh, an- another thought that comes to my mind was, uh, do you oh, have you're like, saying like uh, set set it on its side or set something? Set it on so its sides. Of, well, yeah. even upright, right? Because it's still going to somewhat block that wind. Other thing sure. is, do you have a couple sawhorses or or something that maybe a four by eight, you know, piece of wood laying around, which. Yeah. I don't know many people that just go out and buy them right now because buying a piece of plywood costs you about 50 bucks. So, (laughs) (laughs) but that would be the other option um, to kind of negate or or block that wind. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of options. I think you can look on uh, Pinterest. There's just do a search for like windbreak or, or, you know, something like that. And there's I'm, a lot of DIY stuff out there that you can put stuff around the house. I, I'm, yeah, like I'm, said, if you have spare wood or, or even like a pallet or tarp, a pallet really. would be awesome. Yeah. Or a, a tarp. A tarp. Yeah. I mean, other than actually hanging it and not having that blow around, that actually sounded nice when I first said it, but now I think about it, that doesn't seem too feasible. Well, yeah, unless you have a way to, to strap it down nicely. Otherwise, you got that thing blowing in the wind, and <laughs> that's going to be bothering you. Uh, uh, what other um, weather challenges might we have? Rain. Rain. Rain you, always messes me up. You know, and, it's, it, and you automatically want to move it underneath your garage. You're like, you know, and you got a party, you got a, a time to me. You're like, I'm just going to move this underneath my, maybe like the eve of my garage or something like that. And, See, don't do it. Avoid I'm, it. I'm a little bit opposite because it's like, oh, it's supposed to rain. And I look up and I'm like, I got time. I can, I, I can get this done before it starts raining. Oh, then you challenge yourself? I challenge myself. And, and actually, not, <laughs> uh, what was it? Like two weeks ago, I sent you a, a short video of, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go grill. I, I don't even recall what we're grilling. She's like, you know, the wife is, it's going to, it's going to rain now. I said, ah, it's not raining. Maybe a little drizzling. Yeah. And, and right around the time it was time to pull it. Man, it was just pissing rain out. I mean, it was, I was soaked. I mean, the back of my pants past my knee just from it bouncing off the ground. <laughs> now, with my Weber, it has that uh, where I can just kind of slide uh, the top, you know, instead of having to remove it, it's got that little holder. So how, mm. how I bypass that is, is I just tilted it. So even when I had my chimney, because it was kind of sprinkling out, um, it, yeah. I was able to keep my chimney underneath it and keep the rain from getting to it while still allowing it that full airflow. Okay. That's a good idea. But yeah, not everybody that, has I mean, that option, you know. It's it's opposite from uh it's opposite from uh say other factors you'd wanna close you probably want to choke your top vent, right, to avoid water coming in and, and well right putting yeah, out your fire. Right. Well putting out our fire or drenching our, our food. Right. Um the the other things we have is what's it going to do? I mean, right? We we count on our grill to retain heat. So if we constantly have um, cold rain beating down on our lids, I mean, we've all most of us have at least dealt with it. I know when I see it, what do you see it? You see it evaporate right away. Well, if it's mm-hmm. raining hard enough, we're we're essentially gonna we're gonna it's gonna take away that heat that our grill has obtained, right? And it's gonna be tougher to keep that temperature, right? So, uh, I mean, with that, I, I think we're going to, we have to have our, you know, our, a little more fuel, right? Or our vents open a little bit more to try getting that temperature. We're going to burn a little bit cooler because that rain cooling down our lid. Yeah. And it's going to increase your cook time for sure. So yeah, add more fuel, manage your time and keep, the keep lid that closed. lid on. Yeah, keep that you, lid don't, you don't want your food wet. You don't want your coals wet. So 
Um, with with rain, uh, one more thing I want to say is is moisture. So, if you live in a like a humid climate, say Florida, um, Pacific Northwest, something like that, um, where it's humid and and rains often, you want to keep your charcoal or your fuel source in a dry location. Nothing's worse than try to get a, a good fire going and and you're not getting up to temp in time and you're like you're, you're kicking your your own butt you're like why isn't this going what you know what's going on how come i don't have heat when in, in reality you have moist charcoal or you have moist pellets that's because a, your stuff has been sitting out in the, the elements yeah, that's a great point you know something i think uh even we're talking uh about this beforehand that that didn't come up that it's probably even a bigger factor than the rain itself is yeah if you have wet charcoal um Good luck at first off getting it lit. I mean, just like wood, you, you know, if you you ever had a bonfire and your wood's been out in a torrential downpour, you've been in a hurricane. I mean, or or you just cut down a tree, it's not going to burn. You know, you right. have the same thing with with water soaked wood. It's not going to burn as clean uh, or as hot. Right. Exactly. And, and the other thing, and I don't know if we mentioned is uh, keep. No, we did. Never mind. Keep the lid closed. Right. Keep the lid closed for yep. several reasons. We don't want that that that. Right. If you're, if, I see some people at the gas grills when it flares up, they squirt, they have a water bottle with water and they squirt it. You know, <laughs> why, what does it do? It, it brings that heat down. This is if we have a fire and we're outside and don't have fire extinguisher, you put water on it to, to, you know, to, to quench it. So, yeah. Same thing with rain. Yep. Now, something, uh, I think the next one, uh, did you have anything else on that one? No, I think that was that was a good. We we covered everything that could, I guess, happen that I can think of. Um, what we have like what one more besides uh, no, no, snow? Well, snow, snow is well, snow, snow is similar to rain and cold. Yeah, snow would be that the mixture of that cold and and rain. Um, I think just don't forget to shovel. Like, don't forget to shovel a path right. to your grill. At that point, I say smoker. I say make sure you don't slip on the ice. Yeah. Right. And dress dress warm and, and switch dress that warm. that hard hard liquor. Uh, so one that we, the, we we somewhat see here, but uh, only only a few times is is that extreme heat. So I would think of more of that Arizona or you know, Australia, you know, where you can boil an egg on the, on the concrete, right? That extreme heat. Yeah. Uh, you know, really at, at that point, um, your your issue is going to be keeping your temperatures down, right? I mean, yeah, and, and most are, or not most, but many grills or smokers are dark in color. You know, they're black. So with the sun itself, you, you already got a temperature of approaching 200 degrees before you even start the thing up. Right. I mean, if you can fry an egg on blacktop, I mean, what do you think your porcelain black grill in the sun's going to do? I mean, to, yeah. to offset that, uh, you know, even with the, the, the rain, uh, snow, uh, potentially all of the others would be having some sort of gazebo or outbuilding, but let's face it, not of us, not all of us have either the resources or the space to do it. Uh, so if you do invite me over, cause I want to check it out. Right. And we would love to come over and have you cook for us. Um, yep. maybe stay at your house. So, you know, Drink make this, drinks. right. Make this uh, trip as cheap as possible for us. <laughs> we'll include you on our next episode of, of Shake Tree Chefs. Right. Yeah. We'll even feature you. You know, if you want to yeah. buy our plane ticket or pay for gas uh, too, I mean, we would not be opposed to that. 
Just a shade tree chefs at gmail.com. Let us know. I think there's a PayPal. We'll give you all that information and uh, yeah, we'll send let me know. Out, let me know. So, uh, the other thing, too, that we really didn't talk much about, right? We think about our main course that we throw on the grill, but now we're having, let's say uh, it's 100 degrees out, and you actually, I'll be dealing with it in a few weeks. Hopefully, I don't think we'll have 100 degrees, but a graduation party at a park. Mm. Right. So now we're bringing all the food to the park. Uh, some of it pre-cooked. We're going to have perishable stuff. Right. Let's yeah. not forget about that. Yeah. Don't forget about your, your mayonnaise based stuff. You know, that, that stuff spoils really quickly. And the last thing you want is for your guests to be holding their stomachs, clenching their stomachs and, and walking away thinking that you're the person, you're the reason why their stomach hurts. When in reality, it's that, um, it's that fruit salad or, or something else or the egg salad or something else that somebody else brought. Yeah, so be mindful, uh, you know, as much as we sit there and talk about temps for what we're grilling our food, have that, that minimum temperature, you know, we have to be mindful of, yeah, like, like he said, the, the mayonnaise base, the perishable stuff, that it's not sitting out too long in the elements to where that goes bad. Yep, um, yep for sure. There's only one other thing I can personally think of here with weather, and that, that? that would be a tornado. Right at that point, you're you're grilling, you're outside, you're, you're you're looking. Maybe you see it. At a certain point, you say, you know what? It might be time to go inside and take shelter. Um, for the grilling sake, I'm going to say, grab that piece of meat. You've worked hard for it. Don't let the tornado take it. Bring it down with Don't you. Don't let it. If it's not yeah. done, I'm not saying eat it. I mean, if worse comes to worse, you know, and and you're going to starve, then eat it. If not, uh, finish it off in the oven if you still have one. Tornado, hurricane, uh, typhoon, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, bring your, your food in and shelter in place, right? Shelter somewhere low. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know we kind of said that in jest, but, uh, you know, be safe. But it's you know, reality. Secure down what, funny, what you yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that kind of— All right, weather. <laughs> yeah. Weather is good. <laughs> weather is good. So I think we kind of covered uh, weather. So, um, Jamie, what's the next uh, topic we're going to talk about? Uh, the big one for me would be time or time management. Time time, and time management temp, right? Um, so, I mean, it starts off at the basics on this one, right? Yeah. Uh, Total yeah, time. Yeah, I'd say uh, one thing that uh, I don't know where I heard it from when I was a kid or a um, long time ago, but piss poor planning promotes piss poor, poor performance. Um, always manage your time. Always research what you're going to be cooking. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and look at the weather ahead of time and just plan ahead. You know, if if you see something, all right, you got ribs, everything you've, you've looked at, uh, whether it be recipes or or what have you, you know, what's the weather going to be like? What time should I pull it uh, from the fridge? When should I get the grill going or the smoker going? Right. It's the first thing I do, especially if it's something I um, am not familiar with, would, would be is I, I look online, right? I just Google it, um, what I'm making, you know, tri-tip 225, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just pulled something out of my rear on that. Um yeah. And then I see what people are saying about it. And you want to add that buffer, right? Um, yep. There, there's many factors in it. Like you said, weather. Um, mm -hmm. But remember, guys, you or guys, gals, you can always rest your meat, right? Your, your, your pulled porks, your briskets, your bigger cuts, they generally call for an hour or longer of resting. So 
the best way that I've seen of doing it, and maybe you have a better way, is you know you put it in, in a container, right? Have it wrapped so, and then wrap it with blankets, put in a cooler. For, for, yeah, I think keep that wrapping it, wrap it in uh, like butcher paper, then wrap that in uh, a hand-me-down towel. Don't don't grab your towels that you got from you know your wedding from Aunt. Aunt Mary, you know, the ones with your, your initials on it. Right. Or it's if you a, do, don't don't tell your, your significant other. Um. <laughs> what I do is you wait that you're going to purge. But I, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because you said butcher paper. For, for me, I'm going to say no to that. Maybe you had your meat wrapped in butcher paper. Maybe you leave it. Uh, but I would say uh, aluminum foil because it's, it's I, I, you know, the, that butcher paper still can get wet. Or if you wrapped it in aluminum foil uh, well or, you know, aluminum pan with aluminum foil around it, you're not going to get that leakage. I mean, unless you do extreme stuff where just setting a butchered papered piece of meat on a towel, it will bleed off somewhat, even as well as it does hold its moisture. Yeah, that's a good tip. I'll, I'll try that in my next one. Thanks, man. Uh, the other thing too, right? Uh, and you kind of touched on it, would be meat prep, right? Let's say it's uh, it's coming around Thanksgiving, you want to smoke a turkey. Um, they mm-hmm. come frozen. Make sure you leave enough time to thaw your meat. I've, I know yeah. I've done it where uh, you, you pull it out. I've even put it in a brine. Like it says, hey, this, this poundage, take it out at X, pound, X amount of days. I take it out. I put it in a brine in a cooler, right, to keep it cold because it's still mm-hmm. somewhat frozen. You go the day of and you're like, you, you, you feel on the inside because you're trying to prep it with whatever rub or seasoning you're going to put on it, and it's still kind of frozen. Yeah. And I know, so one, one thing for me is, like, you know, you're in the store, and say it's around a holiday or, or whatnot, and you see uh, ribs are on sale. They're, you know, one ninety nine a pound or, or whatever the case. And, well, it is what it is. You, you fill up your cart, and you, you bring it home with, the, with good intentions. You keep one or two racks out, for, and then you you freeze the rest. And, and if and you're then, if you're like me, then it's like uh, more of a, on a whim, like oh, what are we have for dinner? And poor planning yeah. of then saying, oh, I have that rack of ribs. Yep, I'm gonna pull it out tonight. It'll be ready tomorrow morning for sure. You tell you tell the family. The family's like, yes, you know, everyone's licking their lips. They're ready to to eat ribs the next day, and you're gonna be the hero. And you take them out of the you know take them out of the fridge in the morning you're like all right let's do this and womp womp they are still kind of frozen so i mean at that point we have two options right you can throw it on partially frozen or uh is there anything else you do i know i know i have an option that works pretty well i've done it day of and it, it does work well i know i know what you used to you used to just uh boil your ribs yeah but... well no i always boil my ribs i mean if you want them nice and tender <laughs> fall off the bone <laughs> you boil them for two hours <laughs> throw them boil on the them grill for, for 15 or... minutes with some <laughs> with some sauce on them and eat no no what you I do... usually <laughs> splash some liquid smoke on there you know right. to get right. that smoke flavor that way they they think you spent out but at that point you have yeah. to be smart know when the guests are coming over throw it on a yeah. little bit beforehand just to warm them that back up. You almost have to let them cool down, you know, so yep. you don't overcook them. Uh, no, the other thing is, especially uh, if, let's say it, it's ground meat, you know, uh, generally it comes kind of wrapped just with like cling wrap. Is I, I put I will put it in a Ziploc bag 
and then uh, in my sink, you uh, you put your stopper in so you can build up uh, water in there, and then I'll yeah. they say cold water. I'll put warm water, you know, and then uh, you know if 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 it's a bigger package like two three pounds, I'll I'll, I'll sit it in there. I'll, I'll try putting something on top of it to weigh it down. Uh, but as I go, I'll actually chip away at it, you know, cause the center mm-hmm. is gonna be the toughest point, but I've done that with other cuts too. Um, uh, you, you can, it's better than doing it in the microwave, right? You, you like, Hey, I need to defrost my ribs. Let's put it in as you normally cook them in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty nice, nice and quick, you know, just cut them up into small pieces, throw them in the <laughs> 10 microwave. 10 minutes and it's done, 10 right? 10 minutes. You're good to go, Liquid man. smoke, a little sauce. Uh, so yeah, that, that's yeah. another good trick. Like I said, I probably, when I look at it, I probably go a little warmer than what they recommend. Uh, but it's not hot enough to really cook it. I mean, if anything, I'm su- what, what, I, I'm going to say it wrong. Sous de vu? Sous vide? Sous vide, yeah. If anything, I'm sous videing my meat. So I'm actually just making it. No, that, but when I when I defrost it in the, you know, 110 degree water, so it defrosts, no, okay. I'm slowly yeah. cooking it. So, yeah, I guess I do have one of those machines. I'm fancy like that. Well, la-dee-da. Yeah, yeah. Beats your microwave. Um, so outside of planning, um, I mean, it kind of falls into planning, but so two factors you have are too few coals or too many coals or too high temp, too low temp. Yeah. I, it, um, you, you think you think with the, the weather stuff, you're like, you know what, uh, three quarters of a chimney of, of charcoal, that should be just fine, you know, and you throw your, your meat on there and you're like you're barely hitting 300 degrees or 325 and you're, your family's hungry. It's five thirty at night, six o'clock at night. And whoops. Yeah. Sorry guys. It, it, you know what? I, I think I can really get with that hard time, uh, getting to temp. Um, the wife had bought me that, uh, kettle, the ranch kettle, right? So 37 and a half inch grill. And this thing is massive. You know, uh, you could, mm-hmm. if, if you wanted to cook a, you know, a suckling pig, so, so, you know, I, I thought, you know, I use my 26, I'm going to do a, like a three, two snake and I'm going to light at both ends cause I want to burn three twenty five, And, uh, so I, I, I build my, my snake, which is massive. And, uh, even on the 26, I sit there and, and I don't start off with enough coals. And I, I probably mentioned this before. I, I, I'll say this now, get half a chimney, three quarters of a chimney, get it going good. You know, have have your have your snake, set it down. Um, if so, you don't do enough. Like I I've done more times than I'd like to admit. Now what? Right. So yeah. now now I realize, hey, I'm not up to temp. So I, I'm elongating my time. At that point, yep. right? I, I I I think it's it's easier to use more fuel than to use less fuel because you can always quash the fire if you're too hot. Right. So then it's like, what do I do? Well, this is kind of a two prong thing. I probably don't, I probably did not make my snake big enough. Right. So uh, I've pulled off the meat and I've just dumped more coals on it. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. When I've used the, the, the ranch, I I generally, I'll put some uh, pans down, aluminum pans, try to catch those drippings. If I put my meat directly onto the grate, so it kind of acts as that buffer, right? I've kind of created a ring around uh, my grill. So at this point, I'm just dumping coals on it. Uh, I've done it where I've just taken an extra wood chunk because, 
You got the stick burners. They're stick burners. They're running hickory nonstop or applewood. And so yeah. the, the whole over smoking, maybe with mesquite, maybe with hickory. I, I'm just not going to buy it, given the stick burner does it. I could be wrong. I'll add a wood, you know, an a, a extra wood chunk. Uh, I'll 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 light another chimney or partial chimney. Sure. But I'm still I'll I'll achieve that temp, but it's going to take me a lot longer now. Now I'm now I'm yep. probably down, geez, forty five minutes. Right, right. If you figure, I, I've noticed you lose, it. I've you al- lose a ton of time. I've probably allowed a half an hour for it to get to temp. I probably put my meat on, thinking, ah, it's still climbing and it stalls. And you you sit there for <laughs> what ten fifteen minutes, just hoping and and praying to the grilling gods that you can get to your temp, and it's not happening. And then you start freaking out, like, oh my yep. goodness. Then hopefully, as we mentioned before, you added that enough buffer time. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, uh, you you text the the misses and you say, well, you just want to order some Grubhub or DoorDash. Yeah, well, I mean, they never get happy. You know, uh, I remember doing a pulled pork, uh, two two fifty or whatnot, and you got up at five a.m. and you know it's been eleven hours and you you hit the stall. And uh, she's like, when are we going to eat? Everyone's hungry. It's like, and then she yells at you afterwards. It's like, I'm not going to get up any earlier in the morning to cook this food. Uh, there again, that I, that was more earlier in my smoking or grilling days. So, let me tell you, let me give you a life hack. Yeah. Um, Costco, if you have one in your area, in your neighborhood, it's uh, they, they sell like platters of it. Go Go to Costco, buy that. And by the time you get back with, you know, like three platters worth, you just reheat it back up and, and you are good to go. You're, you're done. You're, you're good to go. And everyone's well, eating. So to, to take it even further, when you're not sure if your cook's going to turn out, just buy it pre-made. <laughs> and and yep. well, that kind of goes back to the whole thing of just uh, throwing it on, you know, to pretend like it's yours, just to reheat it, which would work. So Jamie's going to do a little more expensive. He's going to try to attempt to cook it. And then he's going to run to the store. He's probably going to say he, he uh, has to go to the bathroom and then sneak out and be gone for, uh, I'm trying to think how far of a drive it is to that nearest Costco. Probably about 20, 20 minutes drive. Yeah, it's about 20 minutes. So, yeah, it's like, wow. That Get was, back in an hour. That was, yeah, that was wow. one, long ba- one long bathroom break. So yeah. let's let's talk about the opposite, that temp drop. So you've you've got your snake. You've been holding temp. You hit that stall. Maybe not. Maybe it wasn't even that much, and you start losing temp. Uh, you know, with that, um, you know, it could be uh, you don't have enough uh, coals on it, right? You, you didn't plan your snake properly. Yep. Um, obviously, we could have, we could deal with. We could have been a windy day. Uh, what, right. what what other things could could do it? Could. Uh... What add add time? Well, yeah, definitely add add time. Um, uh, temp dropping. So so let's say you're 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 only a few hours in your cook. Um, let's say it's a long cook, 10, 10, 12 hour cook, and your temp's dropping. You 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 peek in, and you, your snake or your minion method. You got plenty of coals, and you were holding temp. Uh, the other thing would be uh, looking at your your air intake. You know, did did you have a bunch of ash in there? Yeah. Right. Are you clogging yeah. that that intake? Uh, yeah. And then we'll we'll talk. We'll cover all the all the maintenance um, 
towards the end here, but yeah, you you definitely want to check your your intake and and make sure you're not clogged up. Uh, the other because because fueling your fire, you, you got to have proper airflow. You know. The other thing is, hey, you've seen a sale on a charcoal that uh, brand X. You know the the local brand. I'm not going to yep, say any brand. I was trying to. I, I almost said I didn't even say a uh, brand. I was going to say a name brand store that. Doesn't even have their own charcoal. The the, the goal fund me for my uh, my legal yeah. counsel from episode what was at two or three. <laughs> right. Uh, what's a uh, what's a uh, store that no longer uh, exists? You know. Uh, so it, you know it could be that fuel. You know if you if you haven't cooked right. with it before, uh, a charcoal briquette looks like a charcoal briquette. Uh, lump looks like lump, but they can be different. Yep. So you right. you could be dealing with a fuel that that burns hotter or not as long. So that that three by two snake or or minion method, it's going to burn through that a little bit quicker. Yep. And I try, this is a personal thing for me, I try to at least buy the the regular Kingsford and go go up from there. Um, I've had mixed success with uh, like some of the store brands or some of the, some of the major brands actually have like a, a cheaper brand, like a, a more generic branding, like a, like Ridge or Embers or, you know, like stuff from like Royal Oak. Um, they'll produce like a uh, their cheaper version, and I've had mixed success with those fuels. You know, where where you burn, it burns too quick, or it burns too hot, or it doesn't burn hot enough. So I try to get at least a, a the the standard, you know, the gold standard of the the egg or white and blue bag Kingsford, and go up from there. If I'm using briquettes, and and really the solution, your temps drop, and let's say you, you peak open, and that your, your minion method or however you're cooking it, it's pretty much done. Uh, yeah, I mean it, there it goes. It, it goes a hard time getting temp. I mean now you get get that temp back up. Uh, yeah. With that, um, giving you're almost out. I mean you could throw a few briquettes on it and hope they catch while you're waiting for your and hopefully chimney. you catch it before it does burn out. Right before you know, I'd probably still light somewhat of a chimney, depending on how much longer you have. Uh, but right. yeah, you're, you're. I would probably throw some some coals on it and hope that it can at least maintain while you're waiting the ten fifteen minutes for another chimney to get up and and ready. Yeah, and I don't know if we want to talk about our um, one of our last topics would be like the stall or. Or what do you do if you do lose your temp? Um, now, you could um, you could up the temp if it's a, a gas or char or gas or pellet. But if if you're out, yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna light some more briquettes and you're gonna throw maybe a half a chimney um, indirect and just go with it. And if it's if your food is stalling out, what are your options? You have two options in my that I've used. Yeah, I mean, if especially if you're dealing more with a, a time issue, um, I, I would say at, at that point you, you got to do two things. You're probably going to up your temp a bit, which, uh, let's face it, a bigger cut of meat. You know, Jamie says, I, I got to do it at 250. Matt says, I say, hey, I'm going to do it at 325. We're going to have the same result. Up the temp. You know, try upping the temp. Now, granted, if you're running out of fuel, that's going to be a little bit different, but you, you're going to work through that. If it's just a general stall, uh, and especially if you're running to crunch time, you know, uh, guests are over. The uh, the wife is hungry because she hasn't eaten because she was looking forward to to this cook. Uh, you know, you yep. can wrap it, butcher paper, aluminum foil, uh, and yeah, that, we that do a little. 
we do the Texas crutch from, I, I've read that's what it's called. I don't live in Texas, but, but maybe that's, you know, what I've, maybe that's slander. I, I, I apologize to Texans. The only thing I think I'm I've sorry. tried without, uh, doing the wrap would be ribs. I mean, if I do pulled pork, I, I wrap it helps with the moisture. Um, and it helps you with that stall. So up temp, wrap it, right? You you kind of help retain that heat. You have uh, essentially a grill inside the grill, right? Except a little bit yeah. closer. Yeah, I don't, I try not to wrap my ribs anymore. I, I don't wrap my pork shoulders anymore. Um, I just, I go, I go longer time or I go higher temp just, and I power through it. And as long as you're adding moisture to it, you spraying with apple juice and, and stuff like that, it's not that, shouldn't be a big deal. Um, worst case scenario for me, absolute worst case scenario for me is um, you got guests that are hungry. You told everyone they're going to eat at 4.30, 5 o'clock. You hit your stall. You know, you're almost there. What I do is your food's already got its smoke flavor. It's already got its, it's the, all the flavor that it's going to probably get. Now it's just cooking. Um, I go inside. You don't tell anyone, or you do tell tell everyone, turn on your oven, preheat your oven, and, and bring it inside. Sneak it in there if you can. Right. Uh, oven is an option. I mean, you start dealing with some of those extremes. Uh, your grill can't keep temp, uh, weather. You know, if you've yeah. got that smoke flavor in it, you got that smoke flavor in it. I mean, I'm going to go opposite of you. Generally, if I have people over, I am the life of the party. So I, I, I try... Even though I am in front of that grill for for a decent period of time, I don't want to be up at you know three a.m. to do a twelve hour cook. I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to go hotter. I'm going to wrap it, you know, okay. to 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 get rid of that stall. But yeah, I, I've I've done it. The one time I tried brisket, which I know I mentioned before, it was the burnt ends were good. The rest was horrible. I I had a cheap grill. I tried uh, rigging to be a smoker, and it it just didn't work. It was raining. It was a breezy day. At a certain point, I called it quits, brought it inside, put it in the oven, right? 250 degrees is 250 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, all it's doing is it's just got to get up to temp. It's got to finish cooking. There's no shame in it. No. So uh, I think that kind of brings us to, I think, unless I'm mistaken, our last kind of uh, time temperature or, or things that can happen, which would be flare-ups. Yeah. Yep, flare-ups happen. Um, not too often. I don't. I don't have them much anymore with uh, charcoal cooking. It, it, I mean, it, it, it can happen. You do, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you do have like a, a bratwurst or an Italian sausage that bursts open. And burger. Certain flames or or burgers sometimes. And uh, if you got the room, I always try to set myself up for success with the dual zone. You got your hot and your cold side. Uh, just rotate your food. Well, uh, move, move it off. And I fully agree because, you know, we can start our chimney, we can lay it out, we can sit there and, and I'll fully admit I do it. And I try, uh, without taking tons of time, mixing the coals for even heat. Guess what? You you never end up, at least myself, I never get that perfect setup. You're always going to have that hot spot. You know, I, I always try to do that two zone also that way if something's cooking quick uh, or burning, right? Especially if a sausage, if you do that, uh, direct and, and your heat is high, you're going to just split the casing. You have a raw, you know, raw sausage having that indirect. I, I always set up a, a, a two zone. Um, 
when I'm when I'm when I'm cooking something quick, even a steak, you know, yeah. even if you're not doing a reverse sear, I'll sear them, I'll move them off, mm-hmm. just so I, I just don't char the outside of it and have you know, it it's it looks like it's uh, well done and and burnt and and here you're you're not even at 100 degrees internal temperature. Yep. The only time I don't do that, the only time I I don't do two zone is usually with um, actually, yeah, usually like bratwurst or or sausages like that. I mean, I'll still have like the outer perimeter, maybe if I'm doing like center heat or, or something like that. Um, but I'll try to do direct for, for the duration of the cook. If, even or raw if sausage? I'm doing raw sausage, yep. Mm. So, so you know, actually, it's it kind of interesting you say that because I, I don't remember who whose article I was reading, but uh, or maybe it was a, a Weber thing or whatnot. They said, hey, whatever cook it was, like start eight chark, you know, eight briquettes. And after X period put eight more on. So I, I think at the same point, doing that more direct and not worrying about, let's say you got a really small grill and uh, you're trying to cook four steaks and it's, you know, you can barely fit the four on. At that point, mm-hmm. I think it's really learning how many briquettes to get going for that. Myself, you know, I, I'd say I err on the side of caution and, and light too much. You know, okay. I dump it over. I want I want that two zone and I, I'm stacked up high you know, yeah. <laughs> my heat. Yeah. And I mean, with, with bratwurst and uh, other sausages like that, yeah, I do direct for the duration of it, but I do medium low heat. I don't do as many coals or I, I snuff the fire, you know, halfway, um, almost at the outset of, of lighting the coals up that way. I'm, I'm not 400 plus degrees where I'm at. Right. And I go from there. And then the other factor, um, so we got all big grills, right? Uh, we're not considering, say, tailgating, or you know, you, you got your little Smoky Joe, or your, you know, your little, uh, your little uh, travel gas grill with you. Right. You don't have the option of, of two zones. You have hot or not. Right. It, 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 so you know, with that, um, especially with a sausage, you know, I mean, something at least well known here in Wisconsin is the the beer the beer brats, right? So uh, yeah. I'm going to backtrack just a tad before getting that story. So, so for me, you know, you said, Hey, you put low, low heat. I try keeping that heat down, but I will keep that brat or, or sausage offset until I start seeing that color. When I turn it over and I start seeing that uh, pink meat turn that gray, once I kind of get both sides that way, then I'll put it direct to try getting that casing and finish it off. Um, but okay. yeah, you're, you're sitting there, you're, you've got just a, a small grill, you know, 12, 14 inches and you're trying to cook all this and you got some other sides. You know, that's where you, I, to me, you get the aluminum pan and you, you fill it with some beer, maybe you add some peppers and onion in it and, and you start the, you start that cooking process. Uh, yeah, you're, you're boiling it, but it, it adds a different flavor profile to it. And like I said, sure. it's, it's well known here in Wisconsin, you, you do the beer brats. You can kind of somewhat cook them to that point where if that temperature is hotter than what you wanted it to be, uh, they're still going to be done. Right. Yeah. And uh, talking about too high of heat, you can also, so depending on what kind of grill you have, um, you could gas grill, shut the burner off, move it off to the side. Charcoal grill, if you don't have, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of space on your grill, if you can get to it safely, uh, get something metallic and disperse your coals, you know, kind of instead of uh, that big pile of, of hot coals, flatten it out, 
you know, kick some of the hot stuff out of the way. Right. And I, th- I think you really see more of those flare-ups uh, being from the gas grill. I mean, I cooked at work. We have a gas grill, and it's just some—we had a bunch of stuff. I mean, we, had, we were doing an event. There was 20-plus people. So, I mean, I got this thing just stuffed, burgers, brats, you know, hot dogs— and, uh, sure. you know, I, I walked away for a second, which I can do with my, with, with my charcoal grill. I walk away having a meat on for, you know, three minutes, go inside, grab something to drink or go to the bathroom. I come back more than likely it's going to be how I, I left it. The gas grill, right. I, I didn't walk away that long. Boom. Big flare up. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, right? Same, same story on my end. Same, same exact thing. Gas grill is like, I'm not saying you have to babysit it. Maybe, maybe it takes, um, more time with it just because for me it's been over a decade since i've, I've right. used a gas grill and an exact same thing happened i'm making burgers for for a lot of people and boom fire everywhere i'm like okay panic mode and, and that, you know that goes where it's beautiful for that two zone now you can close the cover right a charcoal grill you get that flare up you you don't have the room right we're going with that small grill you don't have the room for the two zone and you get that flare up i mean you could either take the meat off but the other thing to do would be close the lid close the grates right you cut off that oxygen and that's going to take you know that's going to quelch that out yeah Yep. Um, I think we're going to move on to our last topic here. Well, I mean, it kind of leads, it it kind of leads into it, the grill care, right? We're just dealt with a flare up. Uh, so I said, we start with the gas grill, right? You get that big flare up. Um, the thing is, is how have you been tending to it? Like in this particular case, anybody from work can bring in, you know, a burger or whatnot, or, uh, people who don't grill all that much, they throw stuff on. Nobody really tends to this thing. Right. So, and I've had it when I had my gas grill. I mean, what what are the biggest areas you got to look out for? Um, for gas grill, you're talking those uh, those heat deflectors and the grease tray underneath. That grease tray or, or that pan that that kind of leads to the grease tray itself. I mean, the yeah. most of the time you see somebody burnt down their fence or their house, uh, and I could be wrong on this. It's a gas grill. I mean, you gotta you gotta take that tray out, right? All that food droppings fall down. And if you're, I mean, honestly, if you're lucky, that grease falls on that heat deflector that's right above your flame and just kind of burns off, gives you a little flare. It's, it's more when, when it drops down to that bottom pan, but it gets caught. Yeah. Then you have yourself a nice little, uh, bonfire going there. Yeah. And I've, I've had it. I mean, it's, I went to the butcher's store, bought some nice steaks. And next thing you know, the, you know, I, I actually, one time. It was a grill before that, probably my very first grill. Uh, it actually melted the knobs. I actually, I I was smart enough. I shut the gas off, disconnected it, and moved the gas, my, my propane tank, away from the grill because it was that much on fire. Oh, wow. So uh, That's crazy. Clean yeah. your grill out. Yeah. Yeah, clean it out. And uh, so that's before you, that's a cold grill we're talking here. So that's clean out your grease trays, your grease traps, um, scrape whatever's on the heat deflectors if, if it's a gas grill. If it's charcoal grill, um, if it's uh, like a Weber style, you know, clean out the ash with the um, the, the back and forth. Uh, what's the name of that thing? Uh, the sweep. The sweep. Thank you. Sweep it out. You get all the the ash that's at the bottom. If it's a barrel style, sweep it out, vacuum it out. However you however you clean your your ash and stuff out, do that first. 
And the next thing you want to do is preheat it, right? You want to get it nice and warm, uh, just like your oven inside. Get it nice and hot. Get the um, get the actual cooking surface, the grate, nice and hot. And uh, what I like to do, I've switched years ago from um, uh, what do you call those uh, wire oh, brushes? Uh, yeah, the um, the metal, the traditional uh, the, the wire brush, really. Yeah, the wire brush. So I, I've switched. I, I saw something on TV. I don't know what it was. Someone somewhere um, at a barbecue or a party ate ate some food. Uh, they went to the ER because they they I don't know I don't know if they were choking or what the case was, but they had uh, terrible pain. Come to find out, they had like one of those bristles stuck in their throat or lodged yeah, in their yeah, throat. It, yeah, it tore up their esophagus. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Kind of scared, scared the bejesus out of me, and I'm like, "All right, I'm not using that anymore." Yeah. I've so seen, in the in the meantime, no, go ahead. I, I've seen people. Uh, another thing is ball up aluminum foil. You know, get a get your tongs, yeah. click them. Remember, click your tongs at least three times prior to grabbing it. That way, click you know, you, you have it. You have the grill warm. You have preheated because uh, scraping cold uh, baked on food is not going to be easy. Um, no. Let it warm up and then and then do it. Um, yeah, and it's going to be easier that way too because the the food, the old food itself, is, is starting to char up, and so it's a lot easier for it to kind of fall back down into the bottom of it. So, yeah, ball up some aluminum foil, uh, scrape it, do a quick scrape on it. I, like I said, I threw away my my wire, my metal brush, grill brush years ago, and uh, picked up a. It's like a wood paddle, almost looks like a tiny paddle that you'd use for, um, I don't know like a flat shovel basically. Yeah. But that works out really well for me and it gets off just the top layer of stuff. So, I mean, that's good for you too, because you're almost like a just set it and forget it or just light it and forget it type of guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a metal spatula that I didn't really like. And I, I, I kind of use it twofold. I'll use it to move my coals around right after I dump it out of the chimney. Um, mm-hmm. but I'll also use it to get the bits of cheese or the, the big stuff off of, uh, of the grate. Um, if, if I could real quick though, uh, we, we talked about, you know, the, the wood burning pellet charcoal grill talking about that, the ash catcher, right? Uh, it, it kind of goes back to our not being able to keep temperature, right? Like you have, uh, was it Weber Smoky Mountain, right? Yep. That's the name of it. Or you deal with like a yep. pit barrel, um, where we're like on your Weber Smoky Mountain, there's really no ash. It's like you're kind of at the bottom. It burns and it just there's nowhere for it to fall, right? Yeah, there's no there's no ash sweep on it. The only time you can actually get it out is if you I guess you open that side door up and you could maybe scrape some of it out. But so, the whole concept of that is there's enough room at the bottom below the the charcoal uh, platform for it to fall there. For I can get. 12 hours out of it. If you're doing more than 12 hours, maybe you might run into some problems, but right. And, and, and like the pit, the, you know, the barrel style smokers, you know, another thing to do, if you can continue to run this issue, whether the fuel you have, where it's starting to die down because you're, you're actually blocking that airflow to the charcoal because you have all that ash would be, uh, find a way of elevating your charcoal basket, right? That way you're leaving room underneath, uh, underneath it for that ash but still allowing that airflow yeah that'll work but um yeah outside of that and 
especially if you use like a cheaper coal, uh, charcoal, that'll create more ash itself and create a bigger problem. So that's why I try to stick with at least uh, the, the regular Kingsford, which is kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, uh, we've gotten some of this lump. Um, actually, I don't think I've talked about it. I bought, uh, we were at a, a local, you know, uh, wholesale uh, store and is a big like 35 pound bag of it was cowboy lump charcoal. I'm like, ah, I've heard of that. So I bought it. Now, I, remember, I, I have I have a Weber Weber grill. So the grates are, I'm not going to say far apart, but the this charcoal had a lot of really small pieces. And, and after using it, I've noticed I had a tough time with my sweep because it was falling through. Um, so if it's, a, if it's something you do like, uh, and you have a Weber or something that has those wider grates, you know, find an expanded metal or some wire mesh, obviously uh, pre-burn it to get any oils or whatnot off of it to put underneath it so it could catch those smaller pieces. Yeah. Another tip. That'll work. Because, yeah, I mean, that stuff, a, a lot of it was, there's some nice-sized chunks, but uh, a lot of small ones. And it, it kind of turned me off because, uh, for me, I don't have that. I don't have something that's going to keep that those smaller pieces, you know, at bay and, and, and up and not just falling into my ash catcher. Right. Yeah. Always, uh, try different charcoals out, you know, find one that, that fits you well, find one that doesn't have a lot of small pieces. If you're using lump, uh, find one that doesn't ash light if you're using briquettes. Yeah. You know, I think, I think you could you'd most certainly find, you know, uh, several different charcoals or lump charcoal that works, you know, something for hot, Something for that that the smoking. It's just um, adapting, right? The yeah. cowboy, from what I could tell, burnt all right, but it was just the size of the pieces that turned me off because a quarter of them were just falling through my grates. Yeah, I think I've bought a, I don't know if it was cowboy or, or one of the other big lump brands before, and I've had like a, a whole log in there. <laughs> like, dang it, I don't have my yeah. hatchet available to break this down. Um, I guess I'll try to make it work. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and also the sizes can vary greatly from little tiny pieces to big logs. But uh, uh, I think charcoal—I keep cutting you off here. Sorry, but uh, I think that charcoal would be like another whole episode on its own. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 actually something else popped into my head, but I think we'll hold off on that. I think I think we've covered uh, everything that uh, we thought about today. I'm sure we're missing plenty of it. If there's something you want us to talk about, a specific brand you want us to talk about, just you know, message us uh, through uh, social media or uh, email us at shadetreeshefs at gmail.com. Um, yes. Yep. Other than that, I, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. So uh, tune in, like, share, uh, tell your friends about it. Uh, we, we encourage feedback. We, we haven't gotten terribly much um please we're still pretty new it's still pretty new but you know it's, it's expanding yeah. we're several different countries and listenership but if is you if you up. have a yeah if you have a difference of opinion if you think uh we uh talked about something different like you have a different opinion or a better tip let us know yeah. i always want to hear oh, something different yeah i mean we're, we're we're shade tree chefs you know we're still here learning yeah. right it's life is a learning experience as much as I can, we could, either of us could sit there and say, you know what? I know how to cook this and it's going to turn out well. 
you know, it might be one way, you know, there's other ways yeah. of doing things, different tastes. And, uh, I mean, really we're reaching out, you know, let us know, uh, give us feedback. We, uh, we appreciate it and, uh, we'll try using it in future episodes, maybe even have you on as a guest. Oh yeah. We're always open to any guests, anybody who has, uh, something different for us and always willing to talk to somebody. You know what? We're going to change this up because normally you're the one that's trying to wrap it up because it's like you have to go to the bathroom or something. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, wait, hold on. I'm going to do my best impersonation. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I think that's going to do it. So I'm Jamie. (laughs) And I'm Matt. And we are Shade Shade Tree Tree Chefs. Chefs.